You're listening to Life Solved, the research podcast from the University of Portsmouth, where we explore how breakthroughs here are changing our world today and in the future. This time, we look at the immersive technology that's sweeping across the medical, military and creative sectors. In fact, pretty much any industry you can think of is finding a use for it. And to think we thought VR was just for kids and their computer games. We've seen it across every sector imaginable. Construction, BIM, medicine, defence, journalism, engineering, mental health. I've even seen it being used to deal with people's phobias of spiders in safe virtual environments. On today's episode, Alex Council and Pippa Bostock explain what XR, or extended reality, is and why a cutting-edge new centre here at the University of Portsmouth could be changing the way you work for good. Pippa Bostock is the Business Director at the Centre for Creative and Immersive XR at the University of Portsmouth. That's CCIXR for short. The centre opened in May this year, and Pippa led on its creation, development and implementation. The centre is a UK first, really. We've put the whole immersive pipeline together under one roof. And what we mean by that is all the ways in which you can create and capture your content all the way through to how you can use it. So say you're making the latest video game and you want to animate your character, bring it to life, give it movement, give it a voice. All of those elements, all the techniques you'd use, the motion capture, the animation, the rigging, the voice recording, we can do all of that within the centre. We have a remit very much to enable others to lower that barrier to entry, enable people to come in and understand what this technology is, how it can work and how it can help them. Immersive pipeline, hmm, that might need a little explaining. Alex Council is technical director and oversees all the technology and infrastructure within the centre. The term XR was brought about, which covers all of the above effectively. It covers virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality, and any other technologies that may fall under that umbrella. It, it very much grew from gaming and films and movies. I mean, motion capture originally came to the public eye, if you like, through films such as The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. That was the start of this journey that motion capture and this technology has been on. A few more definitions, though. Virtual reality you're probably more familiar with. That's a simulated experience that's separate to the real world. You might put on a headset to find yourself in a jungle, when in reality you're at your kitchen table. Augmented reality is where the real world has a digital virtual layer placed over it. Have you ever played Pokemon Go? where you have to hunt down the little creatures in real places and look at them through your phone. That's augmented reality. And mixed reality is where real and virtual worlds can coexist and may use a mix of VR and AR. So when you take an action in the virtual space, you're also acting in the real world space. But if a whole centre for making really cool computer games sounds frivolous to you, then hang on a minute. Because this XR technology is actually coming in handy across a wide range of services and sectors. For the more serious applications in training, they're being used widely by the military because they, they can save money in expensive physical exercises. And in medicine as well, lots of upfront training and protocols and things like that can be dealt with in these training applications without 
using live patients or expensive dummies and things like that. So yeah, more and more sectors across medicine, defence. We've even done work for a training company called Headset that trained journalists and first responders in emergency disaster zones on what it may feel like. And because it's immersive in virtual reality, they're able to explore these scenarios and, and understand what emotions people get and kind of detach themselves a little from that. Think about protocols and think about their reactions in a really kind of devolved way, which helps with these training applications and prepare people for the real world scenarios that they're going to do. It turns out a safe environment is really helpful for training people in risky tasks and jobs. Just as flight simulators have aided pilots before they take to the air, VR is allowing a wide range of professionals to train without the costs and risks involved. What's more, there are academics across Portsmouth's faculties flocking to find out how XR can supercharge their research and development. We do a lot with the Navy. We've done training simulations of driving rib boats, so millions of pounds worth of boats, when they're actually teaching people to drive this particular boat. Obviously, if you make a mistake in the real boat, that's a million pounds boat you've damaged and you've got to report to your seniors. But through creating training simulations that are more cost-effective, they're more sustainable. So we're not actually burning hundreds of pounds worth of fossil fuels to go on a training exercise. We can do that digitally. So there's great savings within the sustainability and also in the time. It's much simpler to just pop your headset on and actually practice driving some things. It's a wide team, probably about 150 academics across the faculty. It's a faculty centre. We work across all the different schools. We've recently made an incredible video for our, with our fashion graduates, showcasing the third-year fashion students' work. But we've pushed that through a virtual production pipeline. So they've come in, they've captured their garments in, in their final glory as they've finished their course, and we, we've turned it into a digital artefact for them. So they could edit that video in 3D, and they could create that virtual catwalk that their creations then walked down. And, and seeing them go on that journey and being able to bring it to life for them has just been incredibly rewarding for everyone who's been involved. Brace yourself, some more techie words coming. You might have heard mention of the metaverse. This term refers to the internet displayed in a virtual sense. For example, your social media connections, Google searches, Zoom meetings and online activity might be represented through a virtual world. Alex thinks that it's important for all of us to understand how XR tech could rapidly become a part of daily life very soon. As technology becomes more readily available in the form of phones and, and wearable devices, the world is going to become, it's, it's the next thing with Web3 and the talk of the metaverse at the moment. And I think it's really important that businesses even though some of them might not be ready or areas might not be ready yet, is to just know what's coming down the line and be able to kind of educate themselves and get ready for it. There's nothing worse than kind of trying to catch up with technology that other competitors or sectors are using. It's that readiness for it when it lands in their sector and is more prevalent. They're prepared as businesses or organisations or whatever to start to embrace that technology. For businesses, organisations and startups that are well ahead in embracing change and getting XR projects up and running, the centre is the place to be. Pippa explained one project where local Portsmouth partners in arts, culture and heritage are leading the way. 
the X-Ray project, as we call it, Enabling XR Enterprise, has six fantastic partners. It's funded by community renewal funding, which comes from the government. And the whole point of this funding is to enable local businesses, local organisations to respond to COVID and also to help themselves to learn skills and techniques for the future that might be useful for them as, as they evolve and as they, as they grow. For X-Ray, we have six partners locally. We have the Mary Rose Museum. We have Spinnaker Tower. We have Gosport Borough Council. Victoria's Festival, the D-Day Museum and Aspects Gallery. The idea is to show them what immersive technologies can do for them. So technologies by their nature are quite often a little bit intimidating. From a distance, if, you, if you've never worked a motion capture console, lots and lots of buttons and things and dials, and you won't necessarily, you know, it's quite hard to get into that without yeah. the expertise alongside it. We've done a whole series of workshops, and these are actually running till the end of 2022, so we've got another whole series to go. These workshops are introduction to immersive XR, so any company can come along and say, okay, I want to just understand a little bit. I want to know a little bit about virtual production. I want to understand what photogrammetry is, what volumetric capture is, how this might be useful to me. So that's a whole series of workshops people can book into. There's also specialist ones. So if you've already done a bit of motion capture or, you, or you've dabbled with photogrammetry and you think, I want to learn more, you can book into those more specialist workshops. There's networking events, and we've hosted them all over the South Coast. Then there's a whole wide range of different artefacts we're making with those companies I've talked about. Working one-to-one -one with the organisations, the CCIXR is giving bespoke training and experiences that will help them imagine and embrace XR in their future possibilities. Now you can even check out the hologram and exploratory exhibits the Mary Rose Museum have created. You can actually, in Leap Motions, where you can actually steer your way around the Mary Rose with your hand and explore the dive site. Some of the actual divers that, were, that actually discovered the Mary Rose, they've helped us get the colour right. We've even put the cuttlefish into it. Because when they <laughs> excavated the Mary Rose, they had almost two, you can't have a pet cuttlefish, but they had two that they saw regularly around the wreck site that were obviously, you know, lived near that area. And they named them. And we've put them into the experience. We saw so many kids just getting so excited, going, oh, look, I, I, I'm diving around the Mary Rose. Oh, look, look, you know, and the app that's going into the Spinnaker Tower is going to make various different aeroplanes come to life around you. You're going to see ships, lots and lots of exciting things. And it just brings people into the moment so much more. These layers of immersion you can add through the technologies just literally bring it to life. And it, once you've got someone engaged and interested, everything's much easier. So for museums, they've got such incredible heritage and artefacts but it's how do you engage people with that? And our young people today are expecting so much more technologically than, than we ever did when we were that age. You know, they, they've grown up with Apple iPhones and the latest apps. And we need to make sure that our museums and heritage have the skills to enable them to keep up and to keep exciting our young people and keep them interested in the history. Cutting edge tech doesn't come cheap. But Pippa hopes that by helping businesses get a foot into the world of XR tech, they can start to see the benefits of investing in some of its more accessible tools. You're never going to spend £6,000 on a high-powered VR headset if you don't understand why it's important to your business case and your challenges. And it might never be the right thing for you. you know, we can often be that agnostic, independent expert advice to, OK, VR isn't the right answer for you, but actually, have you thought about creating something that can be used on Elite Motion or virtual production? It's a whole immersive toolbox and that's what we're very lucky to have in the centre. I mean, I'm incredibly lucky to do a job I love and I'm passionate about, but it's that moment when you put someone in a headset or you stand them on a virtual production stage and you see that look of wonder. It's just that moment when you make people believe that magic is possible, that, you know, 
I say often I'm lucky enough to work with witches and wizards and magic of Harry Potter. And it is bringing the movie world to life. It's bringing games to life. It's making the impossible possible. And who wouldn't want to do that on a daily basis? The creative possibilities of VR have also excited other cultural organisations, as Alex explained. Gaming, live music events and and kind of theatre and things like that, that's my kind of personal favourite area to explore. And I really love that challenge of new creatives coming together with technology and problem solving and getting them excited. Previous work in motion capture, we'd done some theatre plays and we'd explored Again, exploring technology with different practices and theatre is one of those ones that's really keen to adopt different technologies for performance and and live events. As part of our work with that, we were asked to join the prestigious project, which was this Audience of the Future project, was led by the Royal Shakespeare Company in a retelling of A Midsummer Night's Dream that was badly affected by covid we were planning a physical in-person event with lots of kind of mixed reality in a shopping center in stratford upon avon and then that got cancelled because of covid so then we did a real-time performance that was streamed out to to screens worldwide i think it was 150 plus countries and nearly 80,000 people in total managed to watch it online we were enabling the actors to to discover a new world and that's part of it for our acting talent for the future And creating talent generation and skills is a key part of this. I I really enjoy those new challenges that come in and how we can adapt the technology to help with those issues and how we can, we call them the happy accidents, when you're sat in the middle working through things and something, a feature of the technology drives a creative idea and suddenly you're going off on a a tangent trying to develop something that was not thought about before. That's the really exciting area for me. We did motion capture for a virtual reality experience called In Pursuit of Repetitive Beats, which is a VR experience all about the kind of rave scene in the early 90s. So we had two actors in mocap suits dancing like they were at a rave in the 1990s. We did motion capture for Sky Immersive on a piece called Looking at the Moon, which was a kind of test piece, which was an animation about Galileo, which was really fun. And that was done with um, our placement student, Panduka. He got involved in these projects hands-on whilst he was with us. They are out now, and there's a few more that I, I can't talk about at the moment, but very exciting. Projects like these wouldn't be possible without the enormously talented teams that have come together to make them happen. In the case of the Enabling XR Enterprise project, 25 graduates and alumni combined forces. Creating opportunities for students and new talent is also at the heart of what CCIXR is about too. There's a real shortage of Unreal Engine developers, and that's the games engine that that a lot of these simulations are created in. And there's such a shortage of them, a recent immersive economy report by the government called them unicorns because they're so rare and mythical. And that's the kind of graduates that we are creating through CCIXR. So in industry, we've we've been referred to as a unicorn farm recently, and I'm not quite sure whether I want our unicorns (laughs) harvested in that way. But it's an interesting idea and shows you the high demand that we have for our our students and for the skills and facilities and expertise within the centre. Our industry advisory board is made up from companies such as Industrial Light and Magic, who are obviously the, the masters behind Star Wars, the Royal Shakespeare Company, Immerse UK, you know, all the leading organisations, but also the NHS and the Navy to make sure we are meeting the needs of, of all of those sectors we're so passionate about and that we are creating what businesses need as well as what our students need. Our students work on real 
projects. So they work with industry, they're given challenges and we just engage them with all the clients that come into the centre. And that's so important because they have that experience when they leave. So that's a massive part of our centre being based in the university is to get the students learning about these technologies and playing with them and using with them on their courses. But then when we work with commercial clients and external clients, we get the students involved wherever we can. That could be partly through their coursework or we employ students in kind of part-time roles to, so they can manage their coursework and their course load on top of working in, in the industry with real clients. So it's really important that they get that practical experience working with external clients and companies whilst they're studying in a safe environment where they're supported by the university and get that experience. So then when they graduate, they've got, they've got a list of contacts that they can go out and go, hi, remember me, I worked on your project, or maybe even line that up. We've had that happen many times where the students are literally offered jobs as soon as they graduate. Feeling inspired, we asked Alex if you have to be a tech nerd to get into this sector. He shared his experiences. I've always loved technology. I was talking with someone the other day. I was born in 1970, so I've gone from, you know, really like Pong on your television now through to full virtual reality. So I've seen that evolve, the technology evolve greatly over you know when I was a teenager and through to my adult life and I've always been interested in it I took a misguided step once and that's what brought me to Portsmouth though so it's all fate I did a geology degree and then realized that geology wasn't for me and it was technology that was my passion so I I changed tack and I've never looked back since but I think anyone can come into it. if you're passionate about it and you're interested within it then yes there can be a steep learning curve but it also depends how you want to get involved in technology. If you're like a, a producer or a designer, you know, you need to understand what the capabilities are, but you don't necessarily have to be a computer programmer or a computer graphics artist to get into that really technical workflow. I know lots of friends of mine that have worked as producers in television and, and film and in theatre and writers, screenwriters, creative writers, they're now working in an exciting new medium. So they're really flexing their writing and creative skills to drive narratives forward without it being the technical. So it really depends where you want to get involved. Um, yes, if you want to become a programmer, then you're going to have to go away and learn 3D mathematics and C++, which is tricky. But you can, as a, as a creative, write for these experiences and really get involved. So I think if it's something that interests you as a medium, then yeah, you can jump in with both feet and get involved. The opportunities of XR are starting to seem boundless, at least if you have the right funding. But as this tech becomes increasingly a part of day-to-day -day life, some might be a little concerned about how it could have unintentional negative impacts or become misused. I think there's any piece of technology, it depends who's using it and how mm -hmm. they're using it. I think for me, I've seen there's huge amounts of resource going into XR for good programs, everyone from, from Meta, Apple, you know, so much resource going into that. And it's being used to tell so many important stories that you couldn't tell otherwise. We've worked with companies that have created pieces around violence against journalists, for example, you know, and training journalists to deal with those difficult and awkward scenarios. And I would say overall, the ability to train people safely and prepare them for things and, and all those things you can do with technology, saving lives through creating medical simulations that allow doctors and nurses to be more prepared. I'd say overall, it's an incredible force for good. But like any technology, you have to be aware of it. You have to look at your ethics behind every piece of work you're doing. You have to make sure you're not doing any harm. And, and that's being aware. There's a lot of 
jump scares that are used in VR and things. And, and there's, there's concerns around that you need to be aware of. But overall, I think it's a hugely positive thing. There are some really exciting new projects coming up for the team and plenty they're not allowed to talk about yet. So make sure you stay up to date by following them at Uniport CCIXR. We never know what's going to come through our door based on the phone call or the email that comes. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Life Solved. If you want to find out more about research at the University of Portsmouth, go to the website port.ac.uk forward slash research. We'll be back next Thursday with more. Catch you then. <laughs>